Hello, everybody, and welcome to the seventh episode of the Dynasty Sports Podcast. As always, some very interesting topics we'll discuss today here on Dynasty Sports Podcast grounds, um, primarily surrounding football and the pretty crazy games today. I want Max to lead us off. So first, as a Steelers fan, I am happy to say that the Steelers won and the Jaguars also won. So Steelers game. That was a good game. That was a good game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I know me and Micah were watching that. I know Max was watching that too. We were sort of watching that together, and that was um really awesome. A great finish. Great game from start to finish. Um, the Steelers re- really heated up there at the end, so that was good to see. And um, something like tonight. So the, Steel- so the Steelers have the two main things that needed to happen out of the way. They got them done. But something that needs, but something that could happen tonight is a tie between the Chargers and the Raiders could push the Steelers out of the playoffs. So what are our thoughts on that situation? Well, I did see a TikTok that apparently it's against the rules in the NFL to intentionally tie. And if the NFL thinks they are intentionally tying, then they can give the loss to both teams. So first, so I guess because of that, they're probably not going to intentionally tie like everyone thinks they might. Okay. Um, so, um, I think, uh, I think them tying is very unlikely. Like, obviously it could happen, but I feel like one of those teams will just come out on top. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, my, my personal prediction is that the Chargers will win. I just, I think they've been better all season than the Raiders. And, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what, we'll see what the young star QB Justin Herbert, uh, can do in the intense kind of games like this yeah um so the so the Steelers record today was eight seven and one and the um their opponent the Ravens record was eight and eight it was eight and eight I believe so yeah whoever whoever won that game would get into the um to the eighth seed the final seed in the playoff spot um so it was a really interesting game to watch some a great performance by uh Roethlisberger and Claypool um pretty crappy performance by Huntley to be honest, um, yeah. well, first of all, almost through like it, interceptions, and like he couldn't, he couldn't get yardage in the last um few, he couldn't get yardage in the third and fourth quarter, which was really yeah. Easy. Well, first of all, if the if, actually if the Ravens won, they uh, they still wouldn't have been in the playoffs. Yeah, because they need. The I don't know who it was, but the they needed two other teams to like lose also, right? They needed uh, the Pats to beat the Dolphins, and the Dolphins yeah. won. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. So a bunch of upsets today. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like um, the most improbable thing we saw today was the Jaguars beating the Colts, which we completely wrote off last yeah, episode, yeah. and um, that was um, just so, so devastating to be a Colts fan. I, I feel for anyone who's in that situation right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. especially and, with the past playoff things in the, the Leafs last year, and we're Toronto fans, so. Yeah, and another huge yeah. upset was Lions beating the Packers. I mean, mm-hmm. Packers decide to start their best players at like in Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers and they lost to the Lions. Yeah. Yeah, just um, a yeah, day so, of upsets it feels like. So I have a question to Max. Um so before when we were just having a little discussion, you said that uh, uh, quote unquote the Lions are a good team. Uh what did you mean by that? I wouldn't say they're like a team that can really contend, but Amara St. Brown has started to do really well. And they they got Swift back, who can do well. And they've showed that recently they can compete. They can compete against teams. They beat the Cardinals. They beat the Packers. They well, and they, they also they beat the Aaron Rodgers Packers. Because they won three games this season. Because they were off to a terrible start. And recently they've been doing better. Well, I, I'll agree with saying that, like, the Cardinals game was a huge upset, but you got to remember, like, they also didn't play Aaron Rodgers today. They did. Like, no, they didn't. Yeah, they did. He he did not play in the second yes, half. Yes, he did. Oh, the second half? Did? I don't know. Yeah, no, he, he didn't play at all in the second half. So, yeah, the, yeah so Green Bay also play. wasn't trying to, like, completely play all their all their star players. But yeah. honestly, they, I, I feel like they should have intentionally lost this game because um, – the thing about Detroit is, like, it's only their third win of the season. Like, no one really cares about it. Um, and if they lost, they would have secured the first overall pick. 
Well, well at least here, the winning the game gives the pick to the, uh, to the Jaguars. Here's oh. my here's half the Lions were winning in the first half. Here's my issue with that the intentionally losing aspect for the free agent players on the team. Anyone who's a free agent or anyone who needs to get paid, and anyone who, like the the players need to prove that like every game they have to fight because if they just sit there and give up, that's gonna show up on the stat sheet. And at the end of the day. It's a business. They got to make money. They can't just like mail in games completely. So I don't yeah. think that's it. That that wouldn't work. More, it's more of a team, even in one game, though. An individual. Yeah, game. yeah. One in game. Football, in football, mm-hmm. there's only six. There's only like uh, teams only play now it's seventeen games. So every so in other sports they play way more games. So one game wouldn't really affect too much. But in football now they only play like seventeen games. So every yeah, game but, matters a lot. Yeah, exactly. But they they had only played. They only they had only won two, so this one didn't matter at all for them. Like the whole concept of like tanking, like we won't get into that. We've already talked about that. Like I, I understand if you disagree with that, but one game to secure the first overall pick, like the players, your team like, only has two wins on the season. The, the, the how pl- does that really matter? The players need to prove themselves, like the free agents. Yeah, if but they want but to if you've time. already played, but if you've already played sixteen games and you've proven that you can only win two out of them. Doesn't that already show? Do you think? What this do you think is? a coach wants to coordinate that? You think they want to coordinate? Like, okay, team, let's go out today and let's lose on purpose so we can get a pick. No. Well, the no. Coach doesn't a coach doesn't want to coordinate that for a season. But if you have a first overall pick on the line, yeah, I and definitely you just have to going. lose one game to get it. I 100 like, percent. What, what difference going. does it make? The coach, but it's just the coach isn't thinking about his his free agent who his players who are going to be free agents this upcoming offseason. Let's thinking be honest. About, the coach knows that his team is not good. The GM like, and the coach are thinking about what's year. best for their team. The Lions, like what? Like, that's the a Lions it's a horrible. Are, are terrible. And they won three now, games. And now what do that, you mean they're the not terrible? They won, won three games. I just feel like, like a team coordinating themselves to lose is just such an awful mindset to have. Like yeah. no matter what, yeah, no matter I, what. I agree with players... you with that if it was like that for a whole season, but or multiple games, but if it's for one game. And it's to get the first overall pick, then I I don't really see what the difference. I don't is. think they're gonna risk their stat line, and um anything like that just to um just to try and have a shot Why at the first not? overall pick because yeah. the players don't care. Yeah, I don't think the players care enough. The players really want the players don't the players care. care about the money more. The, the players they don't want to lose. Yeah, but they're that. not gonna get paid. They just had a three win season, so the players that care so much about the money, well, how would they care like that Amara much if they Brown won three will games? Get paid. Someone what? like Amara, someone like Amara St. Brown, he'll get paid. They're good players on bad teams. Like, yeah. Yeah, obviously. And and there are bad players not... who are looking to make a name for themselves. Like they can't yeah. just, you know, like some guys who are barely scraping into the lineup can't just throw a game. Like they can't afford to do that. No, yeah, but I, it's I, not I understand that. But I'm saying if they've played 16 games out of 17, the 16 games is enough of a sample size. It's a huge sample size to see what every play on your team is capable of. So if they haven't performed well up to that point in the season, why does this one game matter? Because you already know what they're capable of. If they're bad players, you know they're bad from seeing them the whole season. Would you rather have a terrible season or have, like, one or two good games? Because that one or two good games could give you a little more money on a contract. But it also yeah. costs them and the first – it's not – like, the coach isn't telling them, go out there, be bad. He's – okay. He's Let's not just... focusing on each individual but player. It's a team sport. It's about one just... or two it's good about the games. It's about how they paid. are good in the future. Haven't... Let's just think about how how good that game must have ended for the Lions. They get to go back in that locker room. The coach no, gets to hype his boys up. The they just beat the best team in the NFL. Like, because do you know how how much Aaron that can change Rogers. a dynamic? They the they're Lions... not thinking about that after the first half too. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much that changes the dynamic? And being told to lose, it's so it's so degrading. Like it's like really no when they go out there no and sell. There's no because it's the end of the season. Every team has a dynamic. Well, it's there are going to be guys who are going to be telling dynamic, your team to It'll be a different lose team the game. Next it's season. about it's not it's not about telling your team to lose. It's about giving your best players like less playing time or just doing things like that. Because first of all, it gets players that like don't play at all. It gives them a bit more time. Plus that that it would even if you lose, with. you come out with the first overall pick. That that I, I can I can I can see it. I still don't think it's I, I still don't think it's a good idea to try and lose at all. So I I I, I don't necessarily agree, but I, I agree with you on that point. I do. But sports like, maybe isn't only about individuality. It's also about teams, and you're not understanding that. Well, 
the players I understand that, care but it's, about it's not fair like, for the GM to command their players suck in a game. It's just and not- it's not fair for a, a player to like be good or be bad to what? lose or win their team the game. Like it's huh? it's not only the players aren't Max and Seth. The, the thing is, the thing is, you're talking about like their morale so much, but if they've won two games in on the season, how do you think they feel? I'm a strong believer in team morale, and I think after this, I think after this game, I think they felt great. That's that's yeah. really how I feel. But then if they you all got to go on, out for drinks or, or go out season. for whatever and just focus on this game and have like a great mentality heading into the next season. I think that may be an underrated aspect. I don't think they have a great it mentality. Might be, but all well, they probably do have good next year either. No way they have a great mentality heading into next season. They won three games. It doesn't knowing they beat the. Well, they had a they had a better second half and better like end of the season. The but past they still few won games, three they, games, they did well. That's good. They won like, three out of seventeen games. Yeah, the past few games they've done better. And no, that is true. And there's nothing we can do. There's nothing they can do to change that. But what they can do is go out and play their hearts out in the last game of the season and prove that they're not worthless. They're not the worst team in the league, and that's yeah. What they're done. not even the worst team in the league. Yeah, they're not the worst well, team, but they're a crappy team. They, they're probably I mean, not even the second worst. I just, okay, I think, I think wait, we can agree like, to disagree here, and we have to do we do have to move on soon. Yeah. Okay, that was so a I, very good debate. Um, our next sports, uh, I mean, our next football topic is uh, the Jaguars pull off the seemingly impossible win versus Colts. We we, we went over that a little bit. Yeah. We, we've covered that. A, a bit. But a little, but like. Okay. It was whatever. very surprising. We feel bad for Colts fans. There's yeah. not much more to really say. Fair enough. Um, it helped the Steelers team. out, you know. TJ Watt um, broke the record, or he tied, the record. He tied. Yeah. and yeah. Um, who do you guys think is going to be the rookie of the year from now on? Jamar, uh, gotta be Jamar. The Vegas, Jamar, Vegas has Jamar. Jamar, Jamar had an insane last week, but I, I don't Jamar, think it's tough at all. Jamar is just too has just been too inc- inconsistent this year. Mm. He's, I think Jamar deserves it, but I feel like they're going to give it to Mac Jones. No, I don't think they're going to be good Jones. I think he's the one of the best receivers in the league, and I think he's the best player on his team, and because of that, he'll get the record. I disagree. Uh, Joe Burrow. Burrow, yeah. Oh, yes. Well, other than him. Well, wait, well I mean, like, the betting odds have um, Jamar up top. I don't know. I mean, what that means like, too much, but I, I do have Jamar. I feel I like really Jamar deserves it, but I just feel like they're going to give it to Mac Jones. But why would you feel like that when, like, all football fans like, are, are kind of advocating like, for I feel like Jamar. the voters would rather give it to a quarterback than a receiver. What, uh, why? That's actually a fair point, but I feel like it's all it's not only based on position. And I don't I, think that's a fair I, point because I think it's easier to do better as a rookie quarterback. Today, Jamar broke the Bengals' record for single-season receiving yards. So, like, you know, just, just broke a record. Like, I think – I don't know. Mac Jones is obviously I, I, I really, feel like, really good, I feel like but... you're, I, I honestly disagree. I feel like they'd rather give it to a receiver than a quarterback. That, no, I, do, I, I do not agree with that at all. Why is that? Why is that, man? Because it's easier to do better as a rookie quarterback. Look, Matt had, did have a pretty good game today also. QBs are easily favored in the NFL. Yeah, but as a, position. As a rookie, if we're talking about rookie of the year, like, and you're a rookie quarterback who starts every game in the season, like, you're part of every offensive play. As a receiver, there's four or five other guys that the, the QB can also throw to, throw the ball to. So to be the best out of all of those guys and to be incredible at it, like, you know, I, I think it, it's much easier, in my opinion, to be better as a rookie QB. Okay. Well, it, actually, it depends because, like, if you – like Trevor Lawrence, for example, like him, he really has no receiving help. So, like, that's where it's difficult. But as a cube, as a rookie QB with a good receiving core, like Mac Jones, and as I mean, a rookie wide receiver with a good pa- QB, Pats, I think it's harder to be a good wide receiver. The Pats don't have insane receivers. They have decent receivers. Yeah, but, but... they're obviously good enough to, to, to be very good this season. Like, they're not like very they're good, good this season. They, yes, they, they are. were a good team this season. What are you on about, Max? No, because he, he said oh, the Pats have a good receiving core, so I'm just saying 
They're a great team. They have they do have a pretty good receiving core. Not amazing. Okay, yeah. Um No, it's not amazing, but it's good play. enough. Like it's good enough that it 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 makes Mac Jones' job easier as a rookie. Why doesn't why doesn't like, everyone just go around and say who they think should not who you think's gonna get it, just say who you think should be the rookie of the year? Jamar. 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 Yeah, definitely Jamar. As much as I so hate to say it's, it as a unanimous. it's unanimous and like there's no really I don't see how Mac Jones can win it. Yeah, okay, so also, Mac Jones gets more help from his O line than receivers. I'm well, gonna say that. Again, that, that that also makes it easier for him. Yeah. No, I'm gonna so, say he gets more help from his O line. Well, it's also it's also hard to compare positions. I agree. But like we, you can't like like you. That's like comparing like a like a point guard and a center, and like one's one's small and it's harder to like get over people, and one's seven foot. So like yeah, yeah. I think okay. I, I think it will be close. I think Jamar will come out with it, and I think I I honestly but, just think he was better this year. Let, let's just talk about Jalen Waddle is also in the conversation. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he is. is, but he's. But no, the it, conversation. There's no way that he's getting Jamar it over Jamar or. Like, he's sure he's a great rookie and he's probably third, but like it's a long shot between him and that. I'm gonna compare this. I want to see their stats. Yeah, I, I mean, we don't obviously we don't know for sure, but like, I feel like it would be kind of crazy for him to win it over. Jamar or Mac, who were like, I feel like they were both just pretty obviously better yeah. than Waddle. Jamar Chase, the thing with he, he, ha, Jamar Chase doesn't really have any decent games. He either has insane games or bad or bad games. So yeah, but he just, he just relies on his insane games for his stats. Well, the thing is, like, when he's good, he's really, really good. Yeah. So, even if he's inconsistent, all the good games make up for all the bad games by, by him finishing the season with good stats because of those games. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think overall it's tomorrow. I think we should move on here. And so, yeah, na- next, I mean, if you guys have any uh, final thoughts on that, then yeah, no, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about uh, Baker Mayfield, who the Browns are reportedly keeping him in their plans for 2022. And they want him to be the QB for next season as well. So what do you guys think of that? Um, here, Mikey, you can start. You can start. So, so we discussed this last time. Um, we all shared our thoughts, and I think most of us thought that a change of scenery would be good. Like it wasn't unanimous, but it was close. Um, I think it's I think it's good of the Browns to keep him for like another year and and see um and see where he um ascends to skill wise and like. If he makes his team better eventually, but if not, then they can always trade him midseason. So you know, it's, yeah. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, I think um, you run the risk of you know another in- another possible injury. Maybe Baker, this is the type of player he is. And right now, if you trade him in the offseason, his value's at. I, I don't. I don't really know what the market would be for him right now because yeah. his value's not an all-time high. Because you know, no, but he's very young. I, too. He's very. He young. is young. He is and, young. Yeah. So I think maybe one more year, like, I don't really know how to, like, last episode we were like, or no, I think it was two episodes ago, we were like, you know, he was in in hot water with his coach, you know, maybe he wanted out, there were reports, then he was like, I'm coming back, I have no problem with the Browns, so I think it's, things have completely shifted in like a week, so, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, okay, for me, I think, to me, like, this actually isn't that surprising, because I think, like, right now, the thing about Baker is whether he wants to be there or not. Like, if he uh, – for me, I don't think it's a surprise that they want him back. Because, like, honestly, I feel like the Browns are just kind of desperate. And they just – they really don't want this number one overall. Yeah, they've, got a good, they've got a good receiving core. And they've got good young players. Like uh... Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no but th- that's not my point. I'm just – I'm saying that overall with desperate. Baker – they they just they don't want him to fail. Like no team ever wants their uh, the first overall pick to just be bad. So I feel like they're just gonna do as much as they can to try and get that first overall potential out of him. Like they just they don't want to give up on him yet. They don't want it to be such a fail so quickly. Yeah. So, 
but, I but feel I, like, like honestly it's just that I feel like to me this doesn't really mean anything because I feel like that's what they were going to do all along and now it's it, it's still just about if he's going to request a trade or not because he doesn't like the play calling he doesn't like how uh, this system fits him so it, it, honestly it's down to him like it, it mm. he might still request a trade he might not but yeah I feel like this is just because they really just don't want this to fail. Like, yeah. again, no team ever wants the first overall pick to fail. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I feel like the Browns probably have a hard time just being like, okay, we're going to cut our losses and move on because, like, a first overall pick has just all the potential in the world, and it, it's tough to just move on that quickly. So, yeah. Okay, I feel yeah. like next year he will put have – he will probably have a 2020 year, like a year that he did last year. A good year, not like I'm not insane, but a good yeah, year. Yeah, we'll see after after this surgery. Uh, I think we'll probably come back strong, healthy, and yeah. Yeah. Okay, so want to do hockey and then basketball? Um. Uh, I feel like we should do basketball first, honestly. Yeah, we'll we'll like start we... with basketball because we got some good news for today. Okay, yes. so um, I'll start us off. Um, if that's okay with you. Uh, so some news today. So first of all, Clay Thompson is coming back tonight for the Warriors um, after two years out. Um, do you guys think he will be good? In his first game, probably not. I feel like they might not play him the whole game or like as much as he would. Hmm. No one. Yeah. Um, sorry, I, I was just I was just looking up for some stats. This was about uh, Clay Thompson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I think – I honestly think he's going to have a great game. Like, I feel like he's just – I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen, but, like, he's been posting on his Instagram and stuff like that, the whole team. The the energy just seems really high for them right now because they're obviously a great team. He's coming back, and he's excited. Like, it's been, like, 950 days or something since he played his last game. So, I think, uh, like, yeah, it, it, it's crazy. Like, I, I saw this thing where last time he played – it it was still like Drew Holiday was on the Pelicans and like Kawhi was on the Raptors, like you know. So it's been a long time since he played, and I feel like the league just feels a bit more normal with him back now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, is that like a a record for how long a, a player's been injured? Like, like how long how long has a player been injured in basketball? Has it been longer than nine hundred fifty days? That is so no much clue, time. But yeah. It, what it's was insane. it? His ACL. ACL. Yeah. MCL? It was the longest player. Wait, was it a career-ending injury? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, like in between playing, still on the team, still on the same team's roster, and then come back like two, three years later. That. Um, I. Yeah, I. I don't really know, but. uh, I'm gonna assume it is. I don't know for sure, but. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think. I think yeah, the the energy is just it's really high for that team. Like they're obviously, I think they're still first in the league, right? Let me just pull this up here. But either way, it's um, you know, well, okay, so they're second, they're second in the Western Conference. They're twenty nine and nine. The Suns are thirty and nine. So for a team this good, like getting Clay Thompson now, that makes this team that much more scary. So yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, but I think. I think people like overrate that, that um, that psycho like that thinking process too much. Like a player, a great player added to a great team doesn't always make that team better because yeah. it changes the entire atmosphere and and draw like it, when Clay Thompson comes back, Jordan Poole is going to move down to the bench. He's going to get way less minutes. Same with Damian Lee, and that's not exactly good for those players. And they've been so good this season. So like. It, I think he'll. I think he'll probably make the team a bit better, but like, you can't say for sure because it's not always an one hundred percent straight shot. Well, well, yeah, but it is Clay Thompson who's better sure. than both of them. And... I, I feel like no team who's adding Clay Thompson, no matter who's getting less minutes, if any team adds Clay Thompson, they're immediately a better team. Like to me, that's just no doubt. And I feel like I do agree with you, but at the same time, like we gotta remember they have they have Steve Kerr. He's one of the best coaches in the NBA. He knows. He knows how to make players incredible. His player development has always been great. So he knows that these are good players, so he's going to use them. Like, he, he's not just 
No, yeah. Their minutes might go down a bit, but he's going to find a way to keep them in, in the lineup. And for his first few games back, he might be also on a bit of a minutes restriction. Like, we, we so. Mm-hmm. Like, know. just like, I, I don't like, think. Like, medically. Yeah, I, I don't think this has any negative impact towards them. Well, I do, I do understand where Mike is coming from. Like, it is, it is yeah, tough no, to just also. have. Well, it's Jordan it's also just changing just up the whole team dynamic. Send him know? to the bench. I mean, like, 17 and a half points average. I mean, he's so young. I don't know. I think it's it's definitely you, you have to put Clay Thompson in after what he's endured and you know, his he's a story player with the franchise. So, you know, they're obviously gonna put him in, but maybe they ride the hot hand on pool a little longer and ease Clay Thompson in. That, that is a luxury, you know, being yeah. able since you have such a good shooting guard already in pool, that is a luxury to have that you can really ease Clay Thompson in. Like at his own yeah, yeah. yeah, like I feel like Clay Thompson will slowly start getting more minutes every game until he reaches yeah, and um, I think, but yeah, to just start them off, they, they got to be safe because ACL injuries are the by far the worst injury. Like they've plagued a ton of players in history, and like KD, even that that whole Warriors team was absolutely destructed back in 2019 when like but two of their I, key players got um, ACL tears. So like, um, to have him back, it's a great addition. Like I haven't really heard of anyone out for. Two or three years, however long he was out for, with an ACL injury. Not like, three, just, but like just quickly. one, two. Like usually, um, it's maybe one year, not two or in, three in, or however long. Like it's different in other sports because yeah. in baseball, like just, you can like DH and ease yourself back in. It's it's very different. Like yeah. baseball, well, they're from an ACL. I don't, I, I don't want to get this completely wrong. It was his. It was his uh, Achilles. It wasn't his ACL. Oh, oh, it was his Achilles. Oh, it was Achilles. Yeah. Um, so. Well, I think the first one, the first injury was the ACL, and this yeah. one was. His oh injury. yeah, and then he got, and then he got injured in practice. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay, so yeah, it was ACL, players. and then it was his Achilles. Okay. So it was just an injury pro yeah. player. So. Yeah. Um, okay, are we ready to move yeah. on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, I just wanted to ask you guys really quickly. I was thinking of this topic earlier. I forgot to discuss it with you, but um, just a quick thing. Who, if you were the Celtics? Um, if you were the Celtics management, you got a young team on your hands, you're, but you're a crappy team. You're like, I think you're the ninth seed in the East or seventh seed in the East. I'm not sure, but um, so you you got a below or like around 500 team, but and like um, everyone's been clowning you all year for like being bad, worse than you were last year. Um, who who would you rather build around, Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown? Tatum. Yeah. Brown. Well, I, like I, I think. I think there's no doubt that Tatum is better, and to me, it, it has to be like, yeah. Well, of course he's better at the moment. Like, I think, I think Brown needs a change of scenery because I feel like sometimes it's mm. it's kind of hard to remember that they're on the same team. Like a lot of the time, you you obviously hear of like the duos in the NBA, like LeBron and Anthony Davis, and <laughs> things like that. But like, I feel like they're never really talked about as a duo. Like they don't. I've never heard of them making any nice plays together, like never really working together that well. So I, I, think... I feel like they just, they're kind of separated. They both kind of want to be the first option here, but Tatum is the better player. And I just think, like, I, I think Jalen Brown might need a bit of time on, like in, mm-hmm. in, in a De'Aaron Fox type think, of situation. Like way, way, way yeah. too early for a change of scenery on a guy like him. Like he was drafted I don't think it is. last year yeah, no. with Scotty Burns. I think it's way too early what? to get Jaylen rid of him. Brown. What are you talking about? Oh, I'm maybe. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking of Suggs and Green. That is You're my bad. Of oh, yeah, yeah. Green. Oh. yeah, I'm thinking of the yeah, two Jalen's. No. I thought he was part of that crew. Uh, okay, that's no. my bad. That's my bad. So, so, so let me tell everyone, the audience and Seth. Um, so Jalen Brown is on the Celtics. I think he was drafted in like 2016. No Uh yeah, I believe so. So he's been in the league for oh, quite okay. a while. He's played a lot of good seasons. He's um, he's on the upside yeah, right now. He's he's not having a great season because he was injured. And um, Jalen Green is a is a new rookie on the Rockets. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think um, yeah, I I feel like he just uh, yeah, I, I just I don't really know because I feel like it, it's just it's two really good players. I think Tatum is the obvious better player here, but it's two really good players and two guys that I'm sure the Celtics don't want to have to uh, get get rid of. But mm-hmm. if it does have to happen, 
I feel like it's it's just almost certain that it will be Jalen uh, Jalen Brown, and yeah, I think um, I think he's just a guy who might need that. He he might just need to be on a team where he can be the first option and have a few more shots, not just have to yeah. kind of live in the shadow of Jason Tatum. Because yeah, to he, be he's honest, a very good player. I I agree with you. To be honest, I know that Jason Tatum is better now. He's averaging almost thirty points. Uh, He's a great. He's he's putting up great stats all around. Um, but so he's he's definitely a better player. But I think I maybe rather build around Jalen Green, like Brown. Uh, yeah, sorry, Jalen Brown, <laughs> because because like I I don't know like he's he he like bring like I think he's just he just has more upside. Like that's it. Well. I mean, I don't how. Like, when when has he ever shown more upside than Tatum? Because he's like I don't, I can't. Aren't they both doing well? I feel like like if you just look at their stat sheet, maybe that doesn't translate. Yeah, yeah. Watch them play, but they are both doing well in the stat sheet. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They could fetch a hefty haul at the deadline should they choose to move one of them. Yeah. Maybe that's a smart decision. I feel like that may be it. Like, you know, your team's not succeeding. You have two guys whose values have. Like whose values are very very high right now, they're both averaging around twenty five points a game. So like I think maybe that's the way the Celtics should go right now. That's where I'm at with them. So yeah, possibly. Yeah, but, like, I mean, so, like, they're not some, ready to completely rebuild. But a shakeup is a shakeup when you can get like a huge return is not a bad thing. I so think for them right now. What's a player? I agree. That, like they don't. What's a player they would get in return that would help them out? Well, I don't. Um, I, well, okay. To me, it, it's – I feel like a Jalen Brown to Philadelphia for Ben Simmons type of deal isn't bad enough. Like, I feel like they kind of need they, – they need that one guy. Okay, let's take the Bulls, for example. Like, so you, so you look at the Bulls with Zach Levine, who was, like, the primary shot. Like, he was the first option, plus he was the primary playmaker. Like, he was doing every everything there. And mm-hmm. I feel like the thing about the Celtics – is they have that in both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, two first options, but who aren't really playmakers. So if they could do something like what the Bulls did, where they get rid of one of them them, because they're two very similar players, and they get a guy like Ben Simmons who has a very different style of play and like – it's not about it's not about how Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are averaging about the same. It's about how they're just kind of the exact same player. Like they shoot a lot. They they each play good defense. They're not great playmakers. So it, it's like you get rid of one of them, like Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons, and you bring in another guy who is kind is at that same caliber. Like he he he's the same kind of overall. If like he's he's at that same overall level, but he just does things differently that would gel with Jason Tatum, like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum haven't been able to gel because they're the exact same type of player, and Jason Tatum's just a bit better. So Jalen Brown has kind of had to live in that shadow because he's just the exact same type of player. But like you get a guy like Ben Simmons, then Jason Tatum is still the first option because he's still the best shooter. He can still score more than Ben Simmons, but Ben Simmons is a better playmaker, a better rebounder. So, like, you bring that together and you have everything in those two. But right you know now what? they have the exact same thing in the two players that they have. So. Nolan, I, um, you made a really good point and you, you convinced me. I, I think that I think that Jalen Brown and Ben Simmons are equal in skill level probably, and I think that would probably be actually a really good trade for both teams because um, yeah. Philadelphia could also benefit from another score because, like – they don't have enough of those. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, like, like they don't really have that. No, I'm. I was kidding. They have a bunch of scores and Tobias Harris. Well, no, uh, no, no. But no, no, no. Like, yes, I agree with you. But if you like, with with their primary scorer being a center in Joel Embiid, like he can be the primary scorer, but you also need someone who's a bit quicker and can shoot yeah. a bit more and yeah, yeah, is more yeah. versatile. So, yeah, yeah. you know. Okay, so uh, next, so, yeah, I think those two teams could benefit from a trade like that. Yeah. So, okay. Um. So Bull Bull got traded today. I'm I'm just gonna go on a little spiel right now. Um. So Bull Bull, he, he's pretty young. And one thing that everyone's been saying for years, he's been on the Nuggets, just marinating deep in their bench lineup. He's averaging less than six minutes this year, 
However, when he um, one game, I think um, I think Jokic might have been out, but um, so he he got twenty minutes, and in those twenty minutes, he scored eleven points, one three rebounds, and one assist, which that's pretty that's pretty solid. I'd say that's pretty solid. He also was playing, I think, good defense. Um, and on when he got four minutes one game, he uh, he scored two points and a rebound, which is also good. Like he he was one for one in field goals. He's um so like and but the rest of the games he's like. And sorry, he in one game he also got six minutes. He scored five points, two rebounds. So that's pretty solid. The rest of those games, he's he's not getting any minutes. It's zero minutes, zero minutes, four minutes, six minutes, twenty minutes, zero minutes, zero minutes, zero minutes, zero minutes. Like, yeah, I think he, wasn't he injured for a bit of this season though. Yeah, I think he was. But he was, but yeah. like, even so, over the past few seasons, he's been like so. He's been good, and he's been practicing, and they haven't given him the minutes that he needs to be the player that he can be. Like, we saw how good his dad was. He was huge. He was tall. And that's – he. they got the same physique pretty much. So, like, I think Bull Bull, if he, if he goes to the right team and gets the right amount of minutes, then he can turn into a – like a maybe – I don't know. I wouldn't – I don't know what player to compare him to. But, like, he can turn into a good, solid key player for a team like the Pistons or the Magic. And I'm happy he got traded there. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think, I think going back to your point, like, it, yeah, he he definitely deserved um, some more minutes, but it's very hard to give a young center minutes when you know you have Nikola Jokic on your team, who's yeah. arguably the best player in the NBA. But I think, um, yeah. So so just to let you guys know, the the trade was Bull Bull to the Detroit Pistons in exchange for. Rodney Magruder and a second round pick. So I, I like it for the Nuggets also because Bobo was a second round pick. Now they have a chance to go again, try and get another second round pick. And maybe this time they won't mess up by picking another center and yeah. they'll pick somebody in a different position who they can maybe give like a few more minutes. Um, Rodney Magruder, I don't know how he's doing, but I, I don't think he's a great he's, player. He's, he's, he's not good. He's just like a, it's yeah. just a killer, I um, think. It's, it was pretty much Bobo for the second. Yeah. So, but yeah, like, um, it, it's great for Bobo. Like, he's going to the Pistons, who really, they like, really don't have much outside of Jeremy Grant and and Katie like, Cunningham. Come on. Yeah, but you know, and, and he's gonna, he's a young player going to a young team who might have a, a bright future with depending on how they use their next their next few years worth of first round picks. But yeah, the, he's. He's he's now being put put in a situation where he's obviously not on as good a team, but he's gonna get a lot more minutes. He might even become the starting center for all we know. And he he's shown flashes like when he has played on the Nuggets of being really good. But he just like you can't afford to have him in over Nikola Jokic. If Jokic well, is he also so, plays power forward though. So like yeah yeah I feel like yeah like. I feel like the big – I honestly have the big winner here as the Pistons. Like, like I don't think the Nuggets do bad here by any means. I think this is a very well-rounded trade. I like it for both teams. But I really like this for the Pistons because, you know, at this point, they're not – they're 8-30, and 30, right? So they're, they're, they're not having a great year. And just, just, adding, just adding another player who you can take a chance on and get him a, a lot more minutes than what he was getting, I think any time you can do that, Anytime you can make the best of a bad situation, which it's, it's not a great situation in Detroit, I like it for the Pistons. Yeah. Like, uh, Bobo, not, like, the greatest player, but he's he's good if he gets yeah. the playing time he deserves. Yeah, he'll be eventually good when he gets the playing time he needs. Um, yeah. yeah. I think that about it. Also, it, also, it also just gives him, like, it gives him the chance to get a lot more minutes now and increase his value because he's also uh, – a restricted free agent at the end of this year. So if he does good, he might actually get signed by a somewhat good team to yeah. go there and be a good bench center for them. So yeah, okay, yeah, um, I like this a lot. So yeah, uh, next topic that I want to speak about: Gary Trent Jr. Um, before we get into his stats and stuff, I just want to say he's out tonight. Um, today's January 9th against the Pelicans. Uh, I feel like that that's bigger. That's bigger of a like a takeaway from the Raptors than people think because he's so vital to their to their shooting and their spacing and their whole team because he's averaging 16 
two rebounds, or almost three rebounds and an assist. And he's averaging two steals and almost a block. So like that's that's those are pretty good stats. They're well rounded. Um, he can he's definitely a, a great player. He can he provides a lot for the team. Yeah, I mean I think he's one of those guys who's just he's an underrated player, and it feels like we say that a lot. Maybe that's a Raptors bias, or maybe it's the fact that the Raptors are the only team outside of the U.S., and that's just how it is most of the time. You know, yeah. they're going to have a lot of underrated players yeah. who are going to go out and do their thing night in and night out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's a bias. I think it's 100% just because of where they are in terms of the market, and they're not they're not marketable for the NBA. So no one in the U.S. ever hears about the Raptors. Yeah. Like they, they have no nationally televised games because they don't make money for the NBA. So I think, uh, yeah, he, he's definitely very underrated. He was at one point leading the league in in steals per game, and I I think he's still fourth or fifth in that category. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he he's uh he's been a great piece for them in terms of like third or fourth option scoring. Plus, he's improved his defense a lot this year, which has made him a very, very good player for them. Yeah, and he brings a lot of value to this team. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. third option actually. And um, I feel like that trade has worked out nicely for both teams. Definitely. Yeah, and not only like not only like skill wise because they just fit so well with their teams, you know. Yeah, I think yeah. that was a really last nice. thing on him. He's um, he's one, I think he's like underratedly one of the best three point shooters in the league. Like you just like he he's such a good catch and shoot guy, and like he's also so like fast and like versatile, and he can he can shoot from pretty much anywhere. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, go Gary Trent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah, go him. Last topic on NBA. Um, Should LeBron now be considered for the MVP? Um, I mean, I don't think this one will take too long because I think. Like, I, I'm saying yes, because um, I think what he's doing at, at his age is just incredible. Like, he's 37 years old, averaging 28 points per game. He's um, finally the Lakers are doing doing better and on a bit of a streak here, yeah. trying to improve in the standings. But, yeah, he definitely has to be in that in that race and in that conversation. I mean, I don't see how he isn't at this point. Um, I think he's just such an incredible player. Like personally, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of LeBron, but mm-hmm. I do think like you have to like you have to respect him. You can't not respect what he's done throughout his career. And he's just yeah, he he's just an incredible player, second greatest player of all time in my opinion. Yeah, um, I I'm not again. I'm not. I agree with you, Nolan. I'm not that big of a fan of LeBron, but. I do think when we made that list, I, I don't think Luke is better than LeBron at all. I think LeBron has definitely cemented himself, especially this season, as better than Luca. He's 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 yeah. got better stats. That's just it. He's it's not it's not that close. LeBron's better than Luca. He's fourth or fifth best player in the league. Um also he's leading his team. Like he's 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 the one carrying his team, like on his back. Like it's crazy. So I think he yeah. he's definitely inserted himself into like the top three to five NBA mm-hmm. uh, MVP convo. So yeah. yeah. And um, also Van Vliet, Fred Van Vliet, he scored a he scored a triple double for the Raptors, and he broke the record. So or he sorry he didn't broke he didn't break the record, but he's he's um he's fifth on the list for Raptors in triple double scoring. Wasn't that yeah, was just one triple double? Yeah, just one. But like you know, there haven't been that many great players on the Raptors, so. You know he's um, he's up but there with Rich. I knew that was his first triple double, so I did not realize that he's like fifth. I thought the Raptors. Yeah, he's, were it, yeah, yeah. Well, they've had like a few good players before. Um, okay, let's move on to hockey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll take this one away on hockey. So we got um two pretty big defensemen um on the trade block. So we got so they're both low cap hit. Both Klingberg's making four point two five. Jacob Chitron's making four point six. So, um, two very solid defensemen. Klingberg expires after this year. His contract's done. And Chikrin's got four years left at a very reasonable cap hit. So, I think mm. Chikrin will definitely have the most value. But Klingberg is like, he wants out now. Like, he's, he's, told, the, yeah. he's told the stars he's out. So yeah, he's like, know. I'm out. He's like, I'm out. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, obviously, Chikrin has more value. Like, he signed for a longer period of time. And, He's got this contract all the way through, um, and he's obviously only 23 years old. 
So yeah. it, it's yeah, it, he's he's on just more value. I think according to multiple reports, they're asking prices a bit high for him right now. But yeah, it, it's too, like I think a lot of teams are going to focus in on uh, Chitrin first to try because I think he's probably a better player than Klingberg and. I think most teams would obviously rather have the younger player who's signed through longer at like a four four and a half million AAV. So I think, um, yeah, teams are going to check on and check in on him first. But Klingberg is an incredible second option there because he's making about the same amount. He's a bit older. He's got some more experience, which might benefit some teams. Um, and he, and if teams are looking for a rental so that they maybe can just go out and have that type of defenseman for this year and then clear up that cap space for the offseason, then he's going to be the guy for that team. So, yeah, what do you guys think are some good fits for for those two players and some trade predictions? Okay, so I've got um, I've got a little bit of like a short list here. So I like him as a fit on three teams. I really like the, the one I'm like driving home here is the LA Kings. I just, I just love. I just feel like he could push them over the edge. You know, I think that they're. I love the LA Kings. I think they're such a good young team. I think they've got it all figured out. Like, I think their core's ready, but they those supporting pieces and Klingberg is the perfect supporting piece for them. So my trade prediction here is the Kings would send a 2022 second round pick, Rasmus Kupari, who is their seventh ranked prospect, and Tobias Bjornfot, who is their fifth ranked prospect. Those are two decent prospects plus a pick, but I really think that this could be so beneficial for the Kings. What are your thoughts on that, Nolan? Um, and Mike and Mike. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think – I mean, I, I don't really know if he's going to land there. I think, like, the Kings have those type of assets, but I think, like – They have so like much the center Blues, prospect like, depth. They have so much forward prospect depth. This is the thing. I they, agree, but, but I feel like a team like the Blues are, is – like a team like the Blues or, you know, like the Wild, something like that, are just going to try and make more of the push for those I like two the guys. Fit too. Yeah, I, I really like the fit there. I think, like, the Leafs are definitely going to be in on those guys because they're a team that's contending, looking for uh, some more You're... blue line help. And those are the two cheapest good uh, defensemen on the market right now. So mm-hmm. I think, I think. For me, I feel like Chitrin is the type of guy who's going to go to one of those teams like the Kings or LA, the Blues. Yeah, who are, Chitrin and LA. Yeah, who, who have like – LA's got the best prospects in the league, so they can make a lot happen. Yeah, yeah. And, and Chitrin is going to go to like one of those kind of uh, like contending teams, but teams that also have some more cap space that are willing to spend a bit more money for a long period the of time capital. and have that younger player. Not yeah. a lot of teams then, have the prospect capital to get a trade done for chicken. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Well well I think their asking price is very high. Like they want yeah. they want a top prospect, a first round pick, and a quality NHL player. So I think that's gonna have to go down for him to for them to make any moves with him. Um but yeah, like a guy like Klingberg is probably the better fit for a team like the Leafs or another contending team who doesn't have much cap space and is looking for some blue line help. Because he's yeah, only I mean, gonna be there for as a rental. So. We were told that the Leafs are not Pierre LeBron said the Leafs won't be as aggressive this trade deadline. They want to like sort of they like where their team's at. They're probably going to add one more defenseman, one more forward, but not like anything major. So I don't know yeah. how the likelihood of that is. Um, and the Leafs should also have to get rid of an NHL defenseman because they already have an overload of defensemen right now. So that would be an interesting yeah. move. Yeah. Um, what do you do? You but, think like do you think they might trade a guy like Lilligren? No. I don't think they want to trade Lilligren. I think they really like Lilligren Sandine right now. I think um, the odd man out's easily Dermot. I think in a trade for Klingberg, my prediction would be um, first round pick Travis Dermot. Maybe add like like a like a B tier prospect like SDA Semyonder Argachinsev. But yeah, like Dermot's definitely the odd man out there. I feel like. Okay, well, so I feel like we we have to move on in hockey because yeah, like I feel like we've covered this pretty well. Yeah. So yeah. um. Mark Bergerman is um, back in the NHL. He's um, he's 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 got a senior role with the Kings. Look, I yeah. think Bergerman's a decent front office representative. I don't think he's a I don't think he's a good enough GM though. I think his he he sits on his hands for too long and then he does way too much at once. Like he doesn't. I, I just feel like he doesn't build that team all at once. 
He just has never – he never did that with the Habs. So, yeah. Well, I somewhat agree because, like, I feel like that's a team that he built for the Stanley He did, Cup but he failed no He failed on so many young Cup. prospects. Man, he really did. Like who? Like Sergachev, Domi, Galchenyuk. All those guys should have been good, and he, he failed them. He really did. I don't know. I don't know if that's their player development, but he really he 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 gives up on guys too early. I feel like he traded Sergachev immediately, like just for a for Jonathan well, Duran, who's okay. He's not great though. I, I agree, but like the guys that he that he traded are still not good. They they you're right about that, but their returns their returns like they didn't get a great return on any of them. Yeah, but I mean the returns were good enough to go to the Stanley Cup final. <sighs> So okay, let's 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 call that what it is. That was a fluke. Come on, that was Carey Price being just unbelievable, and we saw that but, when they lost him, and it was just like they 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 regressed so much. They're terrible again. Yeah, but they also lost Shea Weber, and there's been a lot of injuries for a period of time with them. They lost a no. They lost Kakimiyami. I think they lost. Uh, yeah. They lost. They lost a lot of their players due to injury or just them leaving. But I think I don't. I don't think it was a fluke at all. Honestly, like well, it, it wasn't a, a fluke in that they they all played well. But like they they have no one on that team's repeated that success at all. Like Price is out, Weber's out, so that that's one thing. But, but like Duran, Anderson, those guys have been terrible. Yeah, but a lot of the key players to that team are also out now. Yeah, I know. They're out. But that, I mean, like... That's the other thing. Okay, right. so Bergevin, I feel like he's suited for a senior role. That's fine. I don't think he should be a GM again, though. I, I like Also, drafting Logan Mayu, like, that was, like, oof, that was rough. I mean, that's a whole situation yeah. we can get into later on, but yeah. yeah. Okay, so final yeah. thing for hockey. We got Evander Kane getting his contract terminated. And, I mean, the whole Evander Kane saga has been just absolutely ridiculous. I mean... He's just he's he's screwed up so many times. It's it's getting out of hand. Yeah. Okay. Wanted, well, why did he? Why did he? Why did he? Sorry. Why did his contract terminate this time? He violated the AHL COVID protocols, which is just ridiculous. He was there for two what? seconds, and he violated protocols, and they what? and what? they what were able to. Do, do you what know what he, what he did? He had. I think he had COVID, and he went out, or like he. He had he COVID, wasn't... and he traveled to Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. He had COVID, and he traveled. So like. Um, and and like they were able to write that off as a breach of contract, and they they got off, they got his entire cap hit off, and he now loses twenty two million dollars, his entire salary. So you well, know what, dude? Uh, yeah. He's filing for grievance. He's filing for a grievance. I don't think he'll win because he's like he's, no he's screwed. Either. He's screwed up so many times. He's just made a complete joke of himself. Like like yeah. fool me once, whatever. But it's been like five times. Like Evander, if that's what he on. did, there's no way he's gonna win. Apparently teams are interested. I I don't know how I don't know how much truth there is to that. I mean, I trust Elliot Friedman, but I don't know why you'd want to sign him realistically. I think there's truth to that. I I mean, like I agree with you, but at the same time, like as as much as of a cancer as he is for the locker room, like he's a guy who is a very he's good no doubt a talented player. player. He's no doubt he's he's the Antonio Brown of the NHL. He really is. Yeah. He hundred yeah. percent. I completely. Is he like, no a, really, really he like a drunkard? Like, what does he do? No, all? he's he like he was he. There were rumors of his him gambling. People mm. thought he may be betting on his games. He violated protocol a bunch of times. Like, just like, yeah. yeah is it's, that, he's, it's sad to see this, like, with players, like, just throwing their. Heart I know he got an yeah. extremely messy divorce with his wife. Yeah, like accusations that he couldn't keep like any money with him. Like he would just spend it all. Like, just a he. His his life is is crumbling and. I don't know. I think a guy like yeah. him. I hate to say that. Even even when yeah, it's, it, it sucks. It sucks. It really even does. Even when like, it's truly like yeah. their fault, it's like I hate to say that. Like yeah, you can relate this to like the Antonio Brown thing. And I I want to say something on that really quick. Like he he's been doing this for a while, but like he he kind of I don't know what happened, but he he like snapped. Like he he went crazy at that game. He ran off the field, and then now like he's going on like a world tour. He's like he's been on this podcast. He's parading around like social media, acting like he's the king of everything. He's saying he's the best player in the world, and he's it's like he lost his career. He lost like he's he's gonna lose his like like maybe like I don't know, but like he's not he can't like he's ruining his life. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't really know about that. Like I feel like the things that he's doing is 
making him more popular as a no, player. Like, I know, but like it, you're right. But like when you go down this path, though, like you can't really turn like you can't really turn back. Like it's not like pop like yeah. that kind of popularity gets your head. Yeah, I mean, I think like yeah, I agree. There's the mentality that um, all publicity is good publicity. I think that's what Antonio Brown kind of falls under. Like, I I can't keep my eyes off the situation, and you know, it's not because I think like, oh, Antonio Brown's a great person. I think he should be back in the NFL. It's because whatever's going on is exciting and it's interesting and it's entertaining. So he's 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 playing the villain role well. It is. Yeah, I think I was a bit misspoken when I said he's ruining his life because I was just like in kind of like a frenzy, but like. He's definitely there's definitely something going on that shouldn't be going on. Yeah, I, guess, I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, let's move uh, on. Let's move on to Rachel. I don't uh, Rachel Balkovin. Balkovich, I think. Balkovich, yeah. All right. Uh, she's actually Max's, who's on this podcast. She's um, he, she's his mother, which uh, is really- okay. which is absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So that this is awesome. <laughs> Last night, we, or I think it was maybe two nights ago, we saw the first professional um, female play in um, baseball in Australia. First what? Yeah. female professional ever play, Genevieve Beacom. Mm. So, um, congratulations. Yeah. And she pitched a scoreless inning. So, um, wait, wasn't there, wait, there was a new manager, though, right? Yeah, yeah. This is Rachel Belkovich. Yeah, and I want and, to talk um, to you. She's, she's the high eight, he, she, low eight. Low eight, Tampa. Yeah manager with the Yankees, I believe. Well, yeah, we yeah. saw this a few years ago in the NBA with the Spurs female coach. I don't remember her name. I think she was the assistant coach uh, with Greg Pop. She's still there, but she's gonna she's going to the WNBA to be a head coach next season. Yeah, so we've never really? seen that before. And, is, uh... Yeah, I don't know her name, but she was she's it's... she was the first female coach on um in the entire NBA and on the Spurs. She's actually really good. She did the Spurs were okay that season. Um and I, it's, it's, I'm glad to see that sports are changing for the better and that women can be included. Like, it's good. Yeah. yeah, I mean... The sports like, coach was uh, Becky Hammond, and yeah, she's Becky. still there as an assistant coach. I think she's going to, like, uh, the Las Vegas team to be the WNBA head coach there. But yeah. last year she became the, uh, Congratulations. the first woman to... Yes, yeah, and she That's became awesome. the first woman to uh, coach, be the head coach of an NBA game when Greg Popovich was like out with protocols or something last year. So that was great to see also. Um, I think that, you know, this is a, this is a big step. She's not at the major league level yet, but there, there actually are some um, bench coach. There are some like associate coaches on in dugouts right now who are females, which is really, really cool to see. And she's the first manager, like, that, that's yeah. really awesome. I think that's yeah, like yeah, the Yankees finally did something good. So uh, because, there like, you go, Yankees. It's you been can have this. Sports, it's been in sports uh, that um, for like the last hundred of years um, that like there have been only males, which isn't like necessarily a bad thing. But like I feel like people thought that women couldn't like coach or play or do anything. But now like it's people are starting to realize that they can and they have equal rights. So like they can like they can do the same things that men can do, man, like man, managing-wise, you know? Yeah, definitely. 100%. Um, yeah, so I think, uh, I think I don't know if you guys have any final thoughts on that, but I think we've covered that mostly, and I'll lead us into our closing segment for this episode. Oh, so, I'm excited um, for this one. Yeah, so, so last episode, we, we uh, saw Micah obviously give, um, give some of those questions and hints to Seth to guess uh, a player um so today we're going to be using that as a complete closing segment where we'll all be giving uh some hints to each other to try and guess um try and guess some players uh we all have to choose our sports so why don't i start off um i'll give to seth and then seth will give to who are you giving to i'm giving to you and yeah you're giving to me right yeah i'm giving to you okay i'm giving to micah wait what did we oh, it seems that we've got a mix-up. Okay. okay. We're... What is, what is, one okay. of you will give to Max. It's okay. Not, one you no, we don't have to edit this part out. I, I, have a bas- I have a basketball player. So, like... Okay, so, Nolan, you think you're giving him Micah, too. Did you give him a basketball player? I did. Oh, Max, do you know basketball at all? Not really. Okay, I think you should just bite the bullet and try to guess it. Uh, that's what Seth did last time. It's Okay. Yeah. Okay, Max will get it from Nolan. I'll get it from Seth. So I'll give mine to Seth first, okay? 
No, no, I'm not going first again. I went last, last, next, last time. Okay. I'll, I'll go first. Uh, Seth, give me, give me mine. Okay, you want me to give you yours? Yeah. Okay. So, question. So the first one worth five points. This player is from New Jersey, and he has the second highest points per game of any active player from the state throughout his career. Um. You don't have to make a guess if you don't want to. Like. Yeah, I don't know any players from New Jersey. Okay, so um. This one's worth four points. This player's dad was on the 1999 championship winning Spurs. Uh, was it was his dad dealt with like was it Seth Curry? It is not Seth Curry. He was drafted fourth overall in the 2018 NBA draft. Hmm. Um. Wait. Let me. Let me think. Let me think what draft that was. Um. Okay. Okay. Was it DeAndre Ayton? It is not DeAndre. Okay. This one's worth two points. His initials are Triple J. Jaron Jackson Jr. That is correct. Okay. Two points for Micah. Okay. Nice. Great okay. job, Micah. The first correct answer. Okay. I, 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 can, I can give to Max. Max, this basketball player, it really, it's really not that hard to guess at all, <laughs> actually. Um, like, you might only get one or two points. Yeah, but it's not that hard to guess. Um. I don't know. Should I give Max like an extra hit? Yeah, no, you can just, 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 just go. You just go and needs it, then give it. Okay, 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 just... okay. Okay. So, your first hint is that this player. Okay, well, this player is like a current player, and he plays shooting guard. Okay, I don't really know positions too well, but okay. You can just guess any random shooting. I don't know. If you know any? LeBron James. I don't know. No. I don't okay. Know. This player. Went to UCLA. Still don't know. Okay. That... This shooting guard was drafted in 2015. So, somewhat recent. Uh, also, he was drafted about like six, seven years ago. So now he's probably like Steph Curry? Nope. Okay. This player was traded at the trade deadline last year. Last year traded. Oh. Do do you know who it is, Micah? I, I have no idea. I don't. What's the last okay. Last hint. This player now plays on the Portland Trailblazers. Trailblazers. Uh not Dame because I don't I don't think know. I know who this is. And I, I know who this is. Uh, so traded there last year at the deadline, drafted in 2015, went to UCLA, plays shooting guard, and now plays on the got traded to the Trailblazers last year at the trade deadline. Oh, oh, I see. I, never, this is, I don't know. Okay, this you give him the last Norman hit. Powell. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Norman Powell got traded from the Raptors yeah. all the way down to the Trailblazers. And now, or should I give it yeah, to you? Okay. okay. It's an NBA player. He was drafted in 2006. Uh, the old, old boy. I feel like I have no clue who was in the, the 2006 next one? draft. Um, wait, hold on. Or just randomly guess, like, like Kevin Durant. No. He was drafted no in the first round. <laughs> okay. Uh, first round, 2006. First round, old boy. Um, what year was LeBron drafted? Two thousand. LeBron was drafted in like. He was drafted in two thousand. Sorry, what was it? First round oh, six. six. Um, I'm gonna guess Chris Paul. No, he was drafted by the Memphis. Kyle oh. Lowry. Yeah. Okay, good job. It was? Uh, yeah. Good job. Three points for Nolan. Okay, I got to get four to pack three to win. A lot of pressure. Okay, so I'm going to give mine to Seth right now. This is a hockey player. Okay. Good, good, good. So for five points, this player was born in 1994. Okay, so I I, I guess I don't think he's still playing. Um, okay. Um. Oh, he's born in 1994. Okay. <laughs> Not drafted. Okay, so that would be 27 right now. 
I'm just going to go out on a limb and say um, Charlie McAvoy. No. Okay. Um, okay, second hint. This player, um, his hometown is in Russia. Hometown in Russia. Ooh. Um, okay, so 27. Do I think? Artemi Panarin. No. Okay. Okay. Um, this player is six foot three and weighs 225 pounds. Oh, that does not move the needle much for me. Russian. Okay, I'm hoping next one's positional because I'm just, I feel like I'm thinking so generally here. Um, Evgeny Kuznetsov. No, uh, this player is not a forward and his team is second in the Atlantic division. Okay, so his team is the. So he's. See, there are. Andre Vasilevsky. Yes. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Nice. Okay, so I got two points. Okay. So me and Seth are tied in second for two. Uh, Max Nolan is zero. Wins. And Nolan has three points. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, so Nolan, Nolan is our winner. Round. Uh, good Congrats job, Nolan. I congratulate you. That was also fun. Yeah. Uh, That was awesome. We hope everyone enjoyed our podcast today. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope to see you for episode eight. Yeah, we'll bring you, we'll bring um, new content three times a week from now on. Uh, So, yeah, just stay tuned. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Peace. Peace out. Thank you. Peace.